Hello, everybody. It is I, Rusev, from Rusev Day, and I'm here in the Man Cave Chronicles chatting with Elias about, you know, my great, great movie, Other Versions of You, about my new comic book coming around WrestleMania. Stay tuned. It's a great chat. See you later. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias. Rusev, welcome to the cave. What's going on, man? How are you, man? What's new with you? Fantastic. Well, you know, it is I, Rusev, from Rusev Day. That's right. Stand by and chit chat for a little bit to see what's going on. Yeah, so uh, you know, like I said, the wrestling fans know you as Rusev. You're a three-time WWE U.S. champion. You started wrestling what around mid 2000s, and you recently just started a movie called Another Version of You, and we'll talk about that. But let's get to know a little more about Rusev. Where you originally from, my friend? Uh, born and raised in Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Plovdiv is the oldest city in the world by the way wow. and you can google that that's actually a fact yeah that's right uh born and raised there i did you know growing up i did a whole bunch of sports did amateur wrestling did rowing for a while did some basketball and i always wanted to come to the, the united states of america and and here i am yeah. once again <laughs> how uh so when you were a kid growing up in bulgaria did you like know you wanted to get into the wrestling world um, so I was, I think I was about six or seven years old. Then I saw a tape of, well, I actually I seen a couple of movies as well of Hulk Hogan. And then I saw him actually where he was doing his wrestling and I just fell in love with it right away. I was just so drawn by Hulk Hogan and his charisma that I fell in love with wrestling and I wanted to become wrestlers just like him. And I wanted to go to America. Oh, wow. How old were you uh, when you decided to come to the U.S.? Well, so I had always had a feeling since I was a kid, since I was a kid, that I was going to go to the United States of America. That's why yeah. I even started learning English like early on. I was very interested in English, and then I started playing video games, and the English started coming more and more, and all the movies and everything, watching. Um, and then I just had that feeling that I'm going to go my destiny. I have to go to the United States. I knew it in my heart. I knew it in my mind. And finally, I was 19. And uh, I was able to, uh, you know, leave Bulgaria and come here. Oh, wow. Now, you mentioned you did uh, rowing and powerlifting. Tell us about that. I mean, uh, rowing sounds like it's an exciting sport. Uh, well, no, it's not exciting. It's no? really tough, though. <laughs> There's nothing exciting. It's just a bunch of dudes or, you know, women or uh, just rowing, you know, doing the same yeah. repetitive motion for about six to seven minutes, and which they end up really exhausted near, like, you know, near death experience. So I don't know if that's actually entertaining to watch. <laughs> so how, how but did, it was, you know, what my mom and my dad did, that's why I followed. Okay, so I was going to ask you, like, how did you get involved with that? Like, how did you... Uh... Yeah, my mom, my mom was a, she was a two-time world champion, uh, second world champion. Uh, my dad did growing as well, and I just wanted to follow the family tradition and see if it's going to work out for me. And I really had a, had fun with it. Mm. That's my, I graduated sports school with growing, so... Wow, you know that was my profession. Yeah, so when you came to the U.S., how did you uh, how did you start in the wrestling uh, world? What was the first steps that you took? Um, 
so I, uh, once I came eventually to California, um, I was sitting here, you know, working a whole bunch of jobs. And I saw a pay-per-view at, uh, in San Diego. It was the Great American Bash. And I was like, oh, I'll make that drive. So I hopped in the car, went and watched the pay-per-view. And on the way out, I saw a flyer on my car. And it says wrestling school. It was somewhere in San Diego. I was like, I don't care. I'll make the drive. It's not a problem for me. But then the more I looked through the website, I found a school in California. I mean, um, about two hours, I mean, an hour and a half away from me in the Valley. And uh, I signed up called Rick Drazen. He told me, you know, come Thursday, bring a towel and a bottle of water, and we're going to start learning. Oh, interesting. How did that go the first few, uh, the first time you stepped in that ring? Oh, I loved it. I I was so excited. It was and imagine this ring is probably 14 by 14. It's a backyard ring. Yeah. Um, and it's really bouncy. So, but it, to me, it didn't matter. Like this, is, I'm inside the ring. I I was like actually amazed. They let me get in the ring. I was really honored by that. And uh, we started doing rolls and like little bumps and stuff like that. And I just loved it. Like I didn't care. It was like probably it's in the valley in California. That's probably 110 degrees. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh wow! Sun blazing. The mat, it's like it's a pool cover. So that thing is like, it, 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 as soon as you touch it, it burns you. That's how hot it is. I did not care. I loved it. Hmm. That's, I can imagine. I can just imagine. Hey, I was told to ask you about Knox Pro South. Yeah. What? So from there, so after Rick Drazen, I was with him for about six months. And then I felt like, okay, I kind of. I felt like not reached my potential, but I wanted to experience more. I wanted to learn more stuff. So then uh, Rikishi, Gangrel back then, and Black Pearl, they opened up Knox Pro. And uh, I decided to switch schools, and I was their first student, actually, when they first opened school. Oh, jeez. Now you train, how long did you train with them for? So I was, I was with them probably for about uh, a year or two, maybe two years something like that, and then uh, Rikishi told me that, you know, he thinks I'm ready, and he sent me to a tryout in WWE. It was 2010 SummerSlam. Okay. Uh, he made the call. He sent me for a tryout. They was looking for luchadors. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Staples Center, Los Angeles. Uh, but, you know, I was there, and we had a tryout. I almost got in a fight with a guy, but oh, I guess, geez. you know, they liked what I did, and, uh, you know, Johnny Ace found me later. He offered me a contract. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, who was your first match that you stepped in the ring with? Who was my first match? Well, practice match or, or the show match? I guess both. Well, show match was in San Diego for uh, when I first was uh, training with Rick Drazen. I went to New um, Way Pro Wrestling, and it was me versus Ariel Starr. Um, and we worked during the match. I, I dropped a big elbow, and the referee goes down and goes, one, two, three, and I won. I was like, what? <laughs> so the guy forgot to kick out, or, or I dropped my elbow so hard that he did not want to kick out. I, had, I don't know what happened, but as far as I know, I won the match, and uh, I was really excited for it. So that was my first experience. And I, I remember watching you the first time you appeared on WWE Raw, and I loved the way you came out. You just looked like you looked like a villain from the '80s. Was that like your goal mm. to come out looking like that? Uh, well, I'm a big fan of those movies. I my persona was built around those movies. My uh, 
my character inspirations was built around uh, movies, fighting movies, karate movies from the 80s and early 90s. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that was my goal. Yeah. Now, was that like was that like your idea first? Did you try to pitch that, or was that more like the back end people? Yeah, so um, it was very interesting. I was in, I were I was in developmental, and I broke my neck, and then I came back and started rehabbing, trying to come back, and you know, came back finally eventually, and built the models like you know, you have three months to show me what you got, otherwise we're gonna have to let you go. And uh, that was right before Christmas break, and I was like, man, this is this is a serious thing. Mm. And um, I and I was like, what am I gonna do? I gotta do something. I know my work is good, so all I did was I changed my gear, went back and watched my favorite movie, Kickboxer. Oh, I watched that. Awesome. My favorite bad guy, Tang Po, my favorite bad guy of all time. Uh, made the same trunks like he did. Put my hands up like Muay Thai style. Uh, took my boots off. Started taping my ankles. Next thing you know, it was, it was, I was, I started doing shows in NXT, uh, like live events, then did a little bit on TV, and I got very blessed and very lucky that uh, Triple H was there at one of our uh, tapings. And yeah. He saw me, he was like, who's that kid? And next thing you know, I was on Raw. Wow. Now, uh, how do you feel like your character has evolved the last few years? Uh, it has evolved, definitely, by far. Um, and I like that it has evolved because yeah. I, I always knew that I'm not that one dimensional, you know, just a guy from the eighties, you know, bad guy. I yeah. knew I had personality and, uh, I wanted to show that personality, either a good guy or a bad guy. Mm. Um, and I'm glad that, uh, that I had to show, that I had the opportunity. Yeah. So what's been your, what do you think has been your favorite moment in WWE so far? My favorite moment was my moment was probably me uh, got to flex with probably with Hulk. I remember that. Well, you met your idol. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's funny, you know. Like... I not just met him. I got to like we got to be on the same team, and we got to do the whole flexing routine. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I was six years old when I saw you, and I wanted to be like you, <laughs> and now I got to do what with you. Yeah. What I wanted to become, and it, that's just like mind blowing. That's yeah. you know, only Jesus can do that, only God can achieve that. So yeah. it's just, did boy, you? It's, what, it's, I'm like getting goosebumps. <laughs> when you first met him, did you tell him that you were six years old in Bulgaria and you watched him on wrestling and you you knew that's what you wanted to go do? I still tell him every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time I see him, I tell him that, yeah, because I thank him every time. Yeah. Uh, you know, because without him, I don't know. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have. I don't know what I would have been doing. <laughs> What's one thing you would give somebody advice for if they wanted? To, if they told you, you know, they meet you, like you know, I want to get into the wrestling business. What do you tell them? Uh, you got to go full in. You either all in or all out. There's no in between, or there's no half-ass in it, uh, unless you want to be just an independent wrestler, which is great. I love independent wrestling. I think, I think it's great. But that's what can separate you. It's you know going to the gym, working on your promos, uh, trying to get better, and not get satisfied by just working every Saturday, or Sunday for twenty dollars in front of mm. thirty-five, fifty people. Yeah. So um, you mentioned earlier Hogan. Hogan went into the movie business as well. Also has like The Rock and a few other wrestlers. And now you just recently started a movie called another version of you. How did you get approached for this movie? 
I got approached by David Perry, which is uh, CJ's uh, brother, and uh, he invited us to be uh, executive producers and also be a part of the movie, you know, as a cast. And uh, we looked through the script. We, we thought it was amazing. We we knew Malky from before, and we knew David as he's a great producer as well. So it was a no-brainer. We 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 read it and. We loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually had a lot more scenes, but I guess maybe we'll get to that later about how uh, the same David Perry cut two of my favorite scenes in the movie. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. So who you you play Kirill? Ky- is that how you pronounce the name? Kyrell. Kirill. Kirill. How would you uh, how would you describe him? Well, Kirill, he's a very simple guy. You know, he just wants to work. He just uh, wants to finish work, go hit the gym, and you know, get a lot of protein, eat a lot of meat. Uh, also happened to be, you know, the ex-boyfriend of, uh, Gwyneth, you know, right? CJ. So, yeah. of Gwyneth. So there's a little conflict there because now there's Dixie over there trying to scoop around. And um, we have a little altercation, I should say. But it's uh, it's really funny. Hmm. It's really funny. How did, so how, when you read the script, like, how did you prepare for the role? What kind of research did you do? I just said, Miro, you have to be you. <laughs> so you, you would, would because you, that's what I do. Yeah. So you would you say like this character is like eighty percent you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I just all I have to do. I gotta look mad, which I do all the time. Yeah. I do love you know eating and playing video games, and of course, if if my ex is there and now he's with somebody else, I mean, yeah. what am I not just gonna be happy about it? So, you know, it was pretty much myself but uh i love just the experience and the opportunity to perform in a in a movie like this it was it was mind-blowing yeah do you think uh because you worked in the entertainment industry for like rest uh the world wrestling entertainment stuff like that do you think that helped you in the acting world so far oh absolutely 100 percent. i and it's just that uh, i feel a lot more comfortable in front of the camera and talking and even through my WWE develop, you know, just through my yeah. career, you can see how my speaking ability became better and better. And it's just because of the years in front of the camera. And also now that I do acting classes and trying to become a better actor, um, I hope I'll get better. <laughs> how do you, how do you fit like, you know, between the traveling with uh, WWE and then, you know, the acting and everything, like, how do you fit the schedule to even do acting classes? Well, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, we still do, we, you know, we travel full time and we get to prepare on the road, come home, do some extra rehearsals, then go to class on Thursday, be there for five or six hours. And then from there, usually I leave and I go to uh, Knox Pro because I still uh, quite a few times go to teach there, you know, the young kids trying to be become professional wrestlers and accomplish their dreams. Mm. Uh, I do that after that. So Thursday is a really busy day for me. Yeah. So now in the movie, you also worked with uh, a few people like Eddie George, you know, ex-football player. He was also in Ballers. You know, you mentioned C.J. Perry. You know, you had Sarah Antonio, Alan Powell. Like, how was it working with a cast like that? Oh, they were fantastic. They were very supportive, especially because, you know, they had rehearsals in my house when, when C.J. was getting ready for her role. So they got to come over and I got to talk to them and, you know, pick their brain, and they were, even on set, when we got a few scenes together, they were always very encouraging and trying to help out. Um, I I really, I'm very, very thankful for all their help, because 
none of them needed to do that. They were just so nice. Yeah. So now, uh, is your goal to keep continuing acting in movies and TV? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my goal always going to be wrestling. My, yeah. You know, my number one priority is always going to be wrestling for now. Yeah. But I, I just love acting. I love performing, uh, you know, in front of the camera. I love uh, pretending to be somebody else uh, in different scenes. I just love this whole experience. Mm. So you mentioned earlier, you know, you love the movies. You love the 80s movies. I got a fun question for you. If you could go back in the 80s yeah. to play one villain what movie would it be and why? And then what, if you could play one good guy, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Come on. You can't <laughs> do that to me. You can There's so many. I mean, Jesus, I don't know. A good guy, a bad guy. Well, I don't know. I'm built. Oh, well. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned kickboxer. Yeah, well, Tanko, to me personally, he is definitely my all-time favorite bad guy of all time. Yeah. Like, number one is Tanko, number two is Chung Lee from Bloodsport, um, and number three, I had number three, I don't know who he was. But yeah, those two guys are definitely my top two, and they they can never be moved. And maybe number three is Thanos, because he's a great bad guy. Yeah. Did you watch the sequel of Kickboxer when Van Damme came back? I I did, man, and I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have. And I knew I shouldn't have. And now I, I don't know why I did. I was so mad at myself. I know. It's and like, then I, I think I actually watched three as well, which is even, you know. Yeah. But hey, kudos to Batista. I'm glad that he got to do a little bit more acting. That's, that, my, that's, that's right. That's right. So uh, what do you have any other projects that you're working on that you could tell the listeners about? Yeah, well, we have the comic book coming, uh, you know, in, around uh, WrestleMania time. That's really exciting. Um, I'm really, really, really stoked about it. CJ was really stoked about it. She was always really excited about it. It was her dream, so finally for her to achieve that, that's amazing. Um, also, I'm in the whole book, so everybody that wants to, you know, follow through. I don't know the name yet because they keep changing it. I'm not exactly aware. It was a dark country that it was something else, but I'll let everybody know what the name is. But yes, I'm going to be a big role. CJ is going to have a huge role in that. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be vampires, werewolves. It's going to be a whole bunch of cool shenanigans, some wrestling as well. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. How can the listeners find out about your comic book release? Um, so you can follow always, you know, me on Rusev IG on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram, I apologize. So Instagram, Rusev IG. Twitter is Rusev, B-U-L. And also, you know, CJ, she's got Delana, WWE, or whatever she has. I don't even know what she right. has anymore. So, yeah, so she's let, got them all, I'm sure. So she'll be talking about that with a comic book on her uh, social media as well. Is uh, the lastly... Is every day Rusev Day for you or what? Oh, of course every day is Rusev Day, man. I'm, <laughs> I told you I'm living my dream. Every day is Rusev Day and nobody can nobody can convince me otherwise. That's you know, they may try to break you down, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to stay tall on the greatest day of them all, my friend, which is Rusev Day. That's right. And uh, lastly, is there a quote that you live by or is that it right there you just said? Wait, what is it? Is there a quote that you live by every day with? Well, I would say that. Just uh, I crush it every day on Rooster Day. That's there a good quote. There you go. 
Rusev, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. Of course, anytime. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.